How does our personality impact how we show up in our jujitsu and is it helping or hurting us? And can understanding our personalities and learning which areas maybe need a little development, can that make our jujitsu better? Today, we are exploring the Enneagram. Welcome to Beauty and the Gee. I'm Jen Eads, a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt, obsessed with jiu-jitsu. And now I feel like I'm getting a little obsessed with this whole Enneagram thing. It's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Well, I know it kind of came up in, I think at the end of class one day, we were talking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to go back and see what I am because I had taken the test a while back and then just kind of didn't do anything with it, didn't think that much about it. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if this could have any impact on how it is that I show up in the world and at class and in competition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think Mariah might have brought it up because she was Mm -hmm. the one that said something about it. uh, She was like, it makes sense because I'm a nine. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the Enneagram? Let's start with that. And we are by no means experts on this, just really curious. And in a future episode, we're actually going to bring on an Enneagram expert to help us explore this a little further. So for those of you that don't know what the Enneagram is, it's a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram describes nine personality types and maps each of these types on a nine-pointed diagram, which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. So thank you, truity.com for that. And then what does the Enneagram actually tell us? Each of the nine personality types is defined by a particular core belief about how the world works. And this core belief drives your deepest motivations and fears and fundamentally shapes a person's worldview and the perspective through which they see the world and the people around them. Our core beliefs are not necessarily incorrect, but they can be limiting and operate as blinders for people. And understanding our Enneagram type and how it colors our perceptions can help us to broaden our perspective and approach situations more effectively. I need all of this <laughs> in every area of my life, not just on the mat. So I first got into the Enneagram. I was working for a chiropractor and he was super into it. So he had like his whole staff take the tests and everything and figure out what they were and like gave me books to read about it. And, you know, like I just always thought it was interesting. I've always thought like all the personality stuff is pretty interesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, like disc and any of those. I think that's, you know, it's always fun to kind of like figure out like where you are and not just know your own strengths and weaknesses, but kind of be able to understand how other people operate and what their strengths and weaknesses are. I would think that as a coach, particularly, that would come in super handy. Definitely. How people learn best. I mean, honestly, even like the love languages, which I realize love Mm -hmm. languages isn't like a personality thing, but it kind of is like knowing how to, you know, show love to my students also is important to me. So I like all this stuff. I do too. Before we get too far into this, maybe we should share what those nine Enneagram types are. Okay. Which I just happen to have right here. Great. Thank goodness. (laughs) Sometimes I show it prepared. I was just going to name all nine numbers. (laughs) Okay. So to run through the nine types, number one is the reformer. And characteristics of that are the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. 
Number two, the helper, the caring interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. And I'm guessing they probably always have the snacks. So when you get hungry, find the helper. Number three, the achiever, success-oriented, pragmatic, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Number four, the individualist, the sensitive withdrawn type that can be expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Number five is the investigator, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Number six is the loyalist, so they are committed, security-oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Number seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. I cannot relate to any of that. Um, Number eight, the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And number nine, the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. I'm number nine. For the most part, I was a 98% match for number nine and a 93% match for number seven. What were you? So I was a 98% match for seven and I think a 95% match for a three. So you are the enthusiast and the achiever. Yes. I'm the peacemaker and the enthusiast. Yeah. So, of course, the two enthusiasts are hosting the podcast. <laughs> Feels right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, Scott, my, the chiropractor I worked with, always identified me as a seven. Definitely, you know, like, I was a seven. And then a couple years ago, I started thinking, like, I think I'm a three. Like, everything I was hearing, I was like, I really feel like I'm a three. And he kept almost being in denial about it. Like Scott and I are very close. He actually uh, like performed my wedding ceremony years ago. Like, um, so Scott and I have always been very close and he was like, no, you're not a three. You're not a three. You're definitely a seven. And like, the more I like looked into it, I was like, I feel like I might be a three. (laughs) And so it was funny to retake the test and see that both scores are pretty high. Yeah. I can totally see both of those. Yeah. Uh, You know, like I'm definitely the achiever, but I think seven is more my core. I think that pre-pandemic, I was more in that three category. And the pandemic, you know, like we've talked about it before, but it really slowed me down. Uh-huh. Um, so it, you know, I, I stopped being just in that hustle mindset all the time. And yeah. I think found my way back to my true core of being a seven. I love it. Yeah, me too. Something else that I thought was really interesting in this is that it also gives you like, because I, I paid the extra $19 so I could get the detailed report. And so I took my test on truity.com. They have a free version. I'll include the link to that in the show notes for anyone that wants to take the test and see what their number is. But it, it talks about like some of the core, about core body types and what emotions are associated with those. And I've got anger. And I was like, ooh, I really can kind of see that. I bet Beth can see that too. <laughs> oh, it's funny because she she also did it to see kind of where we fall. And 
it nailed it. I was like, oh, this is so right. Because as a nine, I will kind of gloss over things and maybe not be super in touch with my feelings and bury them. Mm-hmm. And then just want to get back to normal, nice, no conflict, peaceful. And she's a two and she sits in it and has to really process it. I'm like, why can't you get over this? <laughs> can't we move on? <laughs> can't we move on? Like we talked about that 20 minutes ago and it's resolved. <laughs> but apparently that's not how it works. <laughs> not for a two. <laughs> no, but even just seeing this and like seeing it on paper, it was like, oh, so this is kind of, like this is why. And it just gave me a better understanding. And maybe I won't be so judgy about like, well, why can't she just do, why can't she get over it? Yeah, it's not her personality type. <laughs> no, and just just understanding that makes me feel better. And I feel like I just have a better a better understanding and hopefully a better way to deal with it. Especially as someone that does not like conflict. Right. I can accept like, okay, this is why and figure out how to deal with it. And then move on like we should have moved on 20 minutes. <laughs> As a nine, I also have an eight wing, which we won't get into all of that stuff. We'll wait until um, our expert comes on to dive into all of that. But a nine with an eight wing may be agreeable one minute and explosively angry the next. And I was like, oh, and I see that on the mat when I hit the downward spiral. Yeah. Which you've not listened to that episode. That is episode number seven. (laughs) Our most recommended episode by us and everyone else. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So tell me about how you see it like on the mat, just like in the downward spiral, like then like explain that a little more. So I feel like, you know, I'm going along and things are going fine. I'm agreeably giving everyone the grips that they want, my back, whatever. I'm just rolling with it. I'm not into conflict. And then something happens. It was like, oh, I didn't like that. And now I'm mad and I'm going to do something about it. But, and I think this is probably where some of that anxiety comes on and I start to lose my breath. And I'm like, because now I'm just like, ah! And I think it's the anger. Because I work so hard to keep that down. Because that's not nice. And then it's just like, boom, here I am. Deal with me. (laughs) Well, and also a lot of times, you know, I think just, I don't know, anger to me comes out as tears a lot of times. Yes. Then you're like (laughs) mad that you're crying when that's not the emotion that you have. (laughs) Right. Dumb anger. (laughs) Right. Yes. So just like downward spiral. (laughs) I really feel like that is just the epitome of what all of this is for me. But now at least I can kind of recognize it. And maybe maybe I'll be a little more assertive at the start of the role. I mean, there's a thought. Yeah. And actually go for what I want. Yeah. And because it's just, I'm like, oh, I'm not wired for this. But it was funny because you posted in the role model group about this. And and I, that's one of the most engaged questions I think we've ever asked about something that we've talked about on the podcast. And somebody else was like, oh, yeah, I'm a nine that likes to choke people. And I was like, me too. (laughs) I don't know how that happens, but we exist in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that like every personality type is represented. I didn't, 
in the comments, I don't really remember seeing any like sixes really. I think that's the one that I feel like. Yeah. So sixes, we need you to come out of the woodwork. I know you're there. <laughs> you're our loyal teammates. Like, where are you? <laughs> yes, we need you. Yes. <laughs> um, and I don't know how many fives there really were. I feel like there are some personality types that I can recognize pretty right away. Mm-hmm. Nines are often one of them. My stepdad's a nine. So usually I can tell when someone's a nine or two, uh-huh. the helper, definitely. Um, I thought it was funny that you said, you know, the helpers usually have the snacks because I pretty much always have the snacks, but exactly. Um, maybe the three side of me has a two wing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see it for you on the mat? As a seven, like being the enthusiast, being the optimist, I definitely feel like it's a good like welcoming space. Cause I'm like, everyone belongs with us. Like it's, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm, I maybe overly optimistic sometimes about how everyone's going to treat everyone else. Right. Like everyone's going to mm-hmm. be so nice, you know, like, um, and you know, like, I hope that's always true in my Academy, but I realize that's not always the case, you know, across the board everywhere, but, um, I'm definitely the eternal optimist. I, so I, I wrote a book book years ago after my dad passed. And in the book, I kept calling my stepmom the cover-up queen because no matter what was wrong, it was always okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And then maybe three months ago, I was like, oh my God, I'm the cover-up queen. <laughs> <laughs> and Rissa was like, you're just now realizing that. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's a seven thing. Like we always look on the, the sunny side of the street. Mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. Everything's good. Yeah, I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. And they say that the core weakness of a seven is gluttony. And if you train with me at all, especially in the evenings, I always have candy on the mat with me. <laughs> I've been missing out. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. The other night, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, Neckos are really hard to find. And they're like one of my favorite candies. And, you know, they were gone forever, but now they're back, but they're so hard to find. Um, and so uh, Candace, the girl, well, she's my sister-in-law, but she works in the office. She ate my last pack thinking she could just buy another pack and then we couldn't find them. So I made an announcement to the class, like, if you guys find Neckos in the world, you have to bring me some. And I, like, Nathan brought me, like, a case of them. And Abby oh and Eddie brought me several. Like, everybody's bringing me Neckos. So, <laughs> Yeah, gluttony, definitely uh, something I participated in. <laughs> My weakness was a sloth and laziness. Mm. Not necessarily, not that I'm lazy, but lazy when it comes to going after the things that I want. Yeah. And just, I will very easily put those aside to do what everybody else wants. Yep. Yeah. Because you're a peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. I see that so many places. Yeah, definitely. So what was your one that was like the lowest score for you that you're like, that's not me? Looks like my lowest was an eight. An eight. Okay. All right. That Even sense. though it's a wing for me. Right. Right. But, you know, like an eight is a very, you know, in charge personality type, like often the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the peacemaker, I think it, I think it would be interesting to like understand anyone that has like a strong eight wing as a nine. Um, yeah. So yeah, one for me, one was my least, which is the, the perfectionist. Uh Um, I'm a control freak for sure, (laughs) but not a perfectionist. Like I, I definitely am uh, good is good enough. You know, Mm -hmm. like we can always fix it and do better later, but like right now good is good enough. And you know, 
as a seven, I'm not a finisher, which a one is definitely like, I'm going to complete this project completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, let's move on to something else. What, <laughs> what else can we do? <laughs> this got boring. Let's move on. <laughs> I feel that a lot. So I was pretty strong as a one. And I can see that with that perfectionist stuff. Like that's something I really had to just be intentional about trying to tame a little bit. Because it's no fun to go home after class and like you ride in the car and you just beat yourself up the whole way home. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I'm sure no one listening to this can relate at all. (laughs) (laughs) I, I bet sevens also like struggle with sticking to a game plan, right? Because they're easily bored. Yeah. I bet like some of the personality types, that's, you know, a very hard one for people to stick to their game plan. I can see that. Which makes lot. me think Jonathan's probably a seven. I'm just thinking. I don't know. He should take the test and let me know. That's Mariah's husband, if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always like trying to figure out what other people are, especially teammates. Like if you don't mm-hmm. know, and like you said, as a coach, it can be helpful to kind of like, okay, so personality wise, this is hard for you. Let's let's figure out how to, you know, adapt. The other thing that I really liked about this test and getting the detailed report on it was that it shows you areas that you can also need to develop and why. And I thought it was funny because I need to develop as a six because I don't defend what is important, which I thought was interesting. So again, I think it goes back to more so things off the mat, like what I want to do and what I want to accomplish and what are my goals. But then as a seven, I am so in the present moment that I don't know that I'm really thinking long-term and big picture and all of that stuff. So... But I think it, I can also see where that applies on the mat, just not defending stuff. You know, I should probably defend against somebody that's trying to get that choke on me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should probably defend that. <laughs> defend my neck. <laughs> good, very good plan, especially for a yeah. podcaster. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful that we didn't record yesterday after doing chokes. Yes. Yeah. We've been working a lot of chokes lately. So (laughs) glad your voice is good for that. (laughs) Benefits of being the coach. I just choke other people. (laughs) Right. Did you have anything like any areas of development that came up? So one thing it says about like that I need to develop through a five more by like creating quiet time, making decisions slowly, um, taking a step back, just kind of (laughs) those types of things, not like jumping in head first all the time. (laughs) And then also obviously developing through a one, you know, like it says that that's a strong growth point for me that I need to work on. Develop routines, but that can still be playful, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, commit to work and play. So like making sure that I'm getting work done, which as a three, you know, like having like a strong three side too, I think I'm typically pretty good at getting work done too. Yeah. And you know, like, I think as a seven, I have a good lifestyle for that because it's not, every day is not the same. You know, there are, there are some parts that are same because I'm teaching class every night or I'm teaching, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday day or whatever that looks like. So there is some routine to it, but I also have a lot of flexibility to be able to have adventures um, throughout the day and stuff. That's, that's good for me as a seven, you know, like we could kind of see what people were saying in the group and just like how that relates to their jujitsu, especially. Let's talk about Rachel and Nisa's answer. 
she said she's a three with a two wing, the star, basically. Um, she said, I love being the center of attention. I'm competitive. I'm charming. And I base my value off of my accomplishments. This makes my jujitsu aggressive. And I push extra hard to earn the respect of my team and my coach. I want to feel included in my team. So I have a bad habit of chameleoning. (laughs) 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 But I get that. Like, I think that's, that's really interesting and and very well thought out, you know, like she understands how um, it affects her and how, you know, she shows up because of that. Yeah. I like that twos, like a lot of the twos commenting on the um, post too are saying, you know, that they like to help newbies a lot, especially the women, um, just making them feel welcome. Yeah, I like that. I think that's definitely a two trait. I think it's a nine trait as well. I mean, you know, like we always joke that Mariah is everybody's best friend when they come in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, like you're the peacemaker. So you want to make sure that everyone's happy. Yeah. But even as a nine, I'm not. I'm like, oh God, there's a new person. Do I have to go talk to them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that might be the one in you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody said that they were the guac of humanity. Because, <laughs> yeah, they said they had a lot of different ones, basically, right? Like, Yeah, a like a, a one, a nine, a one with a nine or a seven with an eight. The guac of humanity. Like, that's very funny. That's I need to be friends with them. <laughs> you like guac. <laughs> Love the guac. <laughs> so Tina Joe did say that she's a five because I know we said we didn't really have a lot of five showing up, but she said it's very accurate. And I'm sad to hear her say, unfortunately, it's very accurate because I think a lot of times, especially like ones and fives tend to see all the negative portions of their their personality type. But but she did say that she studies jujitsu competitions like crazy and she never thinks she's good enough. So it's definitely the the parts of the five that she's recognizing that are the negative attributes. And every single personality type has positives and negatives. Like I think that's something that we have to realize is that none of them are inherently good or inherently bad. I think it's it it all comes down to keeping them in balance, just like yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny on the one thing, too, and seeing the negative, because you had texted me last week. They're like, oh, you did great. And I was like, what? Were we in the same class? Because <laughs> it did not feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast talking about Enneagram stuff. Like, I've just been listening to random ones. And they were talking about how ones tend to see the negative, not not just to be like negative, but because they want to fix things. They, they just see the negatives because that's how they fix things because they're perfectionists. Mm-hmm. That's totally what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it really, you know, it kind of is like you see the negatives and you're like, what do I do about all of this? You know, like, yeah. And I was watching you and I was like, you're doing an amazing job. I'm very pleased with your progression. Thank you. That's you're nice welcome. to hear. <laughs> on Instagram, we asked like what people thought we were. And somebody said they thought you were a nine and they thought I was a three. And I was like, that's very interesting. I'm very perceptive. Yes. (laughs) Especially not knowing us in person, like just from the podcast. Like I think that's Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. It's fun. I cannot wait until we have our Enneagram expert on. Yes. Yes. So we want you all to direct message us on Instagram with any questions that you have, because I think that'll be really fun. Yeah, I think so too. 
I'm excited. Like, you know, I hope she talks a little bit about each thing and about like how, you know, maybe how like sevens and nines work together or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm excited just to hear from her and learn more. Me too. So an off the mat tip for this week. I think a good off the mat tip is to go take one of the personality tests. You know, we, we did the one on truity. Truity.com. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so take it and post and tell us, you know, send us a message, tell us what you are and how you think that relates to your jujitsu. And I would say on the mat, just try to be mindful of where this might be impacting you and how you're showing up and how you're training. And if you're one, stop beating yourself up. Yeah, tell them. All right, that's it for this episode. We want to hear from you. We are hanging out on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee podcast. I'm on Instagram at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. You'll also find us on the Book of Faces at Beauty and the Gee. So message us. Let us know what your number is. We want to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat.